Hey everyone, welcome to Manor of Life, and I'm your host, Austin. This episode today is going to be about, uh, kind of aliens, in a way, uh, specifically Bob Lazar, and I know a lot of you probably know at least of him, or have heard about him. Um, I recently seen him on the Joe Rogan podcast, and... I'm not saying he's lying or anything. I'm just not sure if what he says is the truth or not. I'm a little bit skeptical. Not quite sure if if he's telling the truth or not. Um, I mean, it seems like he might be the kind of guy that is telling the truth because he really has like nothing to gain from it, I guess. And there is some evidence that he really did, you know, see and do the things that he says he did. But, I don't know, I mean, when it comes to stuff like that, I'm always skeptical. I try to have an open mind still, but I'm always kind of still skeptical that maybe it's not true. Or maybe some of it's true, but not exactly what they say is true I don't know I'm pretty worried about it um just because you know I don't know I have no way of knowing if what he says is true or not um but what do you guys think do you guys believe Bob Lazar do you believe most people who have seen um UFOs I know that recently the, I think it's the Navy or the Air Force or something in the United States um, released some footage and things that, you know, they detected an unidentified um, flying object or whatever. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not, I, I by no means, um, I by no means disbelieve aliens exist. I actually believe the opposite. I believe aliens do exist. Whether or not they have visited us or not here on Earth, that's what I'm not sure about. Um, Like, I just, I don't know. You know? It's just something I have not really experienced myself. um, And I'm not going to discredit others. I'm not going to say they're lying. I just don't know. They may be telling the truth, they may be telling part of the truth, or they could be lying. I mean, and I'm, and I mean, I know it, it, it's different for everyone, right? There could be some people saying things that are true, and then there could be other people just saying it just to say it, because they want some kind of fame or attention, or they want some kind of, um, they want to make some kind of money off of it, maybe. Or something like that. I just, I don't know. I'm always skeptical with these kinds of things. I try to be open-minded. I try to be um, thoughtful and aware that there are, there are definitely things out there that we just don't know much about or just don't even know exist to begin with. Um, but yeah. So going over, I'm now 
I know Wikipedia is not exactly the most reliable source, but I am going to read some things from Bob Lazar's Wikipedia page, just to kind of get you familiar with with who he is and things. Um, so, if some of the information is not quite accurate, I apologize. I just kind of want to get, get you the the main idea, the main story behind Bob Lazar, okay? So, on his Wikipedia page for Bob Lazar, he was born January 26th, 1959. Now, it says he is an American conspiracy theorist who claims to have been hired in the late 1980s to reverse engineer extraterrestrial technology. And he calls it a secret site called S4. And I believe S4, yes, um, he, he S4 is allegedly a subsidiary installation located south of the popular Area 51. Okay. Now, I don't know how true this is, but I, from what I gather from the Joe Rogan podcast, Bob Lazar actually seems to have worked there. I guess there has been some evidence he worked there, even though there's no official files or no official evidence. Um, but if you think about it, if you worked at some top secret place and you leak, you leak information, they're probably going to scrub that you, they're probably going to scrub your record that you ever even worked there. They're definitely going to not deny it, you know, and they're probably going to even, they may even be able to scrub where you went to school, like where you went to college or university, because anything that could connect you to what, what that, what Bob Lazar is claiming, anything that can connect him to what he claims is just evidence to, to prove he is telling the truth. And so if you wanted to try to discredit him, you would take away anything connecting him to what he studied in school, where he worked, uh, all of that kind of thing. Now, it says, it says that he examined an alien craft that ran on an antimatter reactor powered by element 115. Now, just just to kind of tell you what one er, um excuse me, to tell you what element 115 is. Yeah, it it says it was first synthesized by a team of Russian and American scientists at the Joint Institute for Nuclear Research in Dubna, Russia. Um I'm trying to get to the, I'm trying to get to the, kind of like more conspiracy uh, answer of what it is. So, hmm. Now it does say that it is radioactive and, yeah. I'm trying to find out, I, w- I don't remember exactly what it was said about it in um, the Joe Rogan podcast, 
But apparently it's some weird, not normal, some kind of not normal uh, element. Now I'm not a, I'm not, you know, I'm not a chemist or a scientist or anything. This is all speculation. This is all kind of um, just talk, really. So, yeah, it's expected. It says... Hmm. But anyway, element 115 is some kind of... They say that it's some kind of, like, element that can be used for certain really advanced technologies or something like that. But, uh, yeah. And so anyway, back to Bob Lazar. I'm going to continue reading where I left off. It says, he also claims, Bob Lazar also claims to have read U.S. government briefing documents that described alien involvement in human affairs over the past 10,000 years. Wow. I don't know, if, like I said in the beginning, I don't know if any of this is true. I don't know um, any of that. But for the government to be able to keep aliens a secret for 10,000 years, like involvement, you know, that seems kind of far-fetched. That kind of seems like we would have figured it out by now. And I know you could probably argue that, yeah, you know, plenty of people have experienced or say they experienced seeing UFOs or interacting with UFOs and aliens and things, but there's no hard proof. Um, and again, I'm not calling anyone a liar. I'm just saying, you know, me, myself, just in my opinion, I haven't seen any proof of it. I definitely do believe, again, aliens do exist and that they, you know, probably have visited Earth. And I know a lot of the big scientists will say, oh, no, you know, they'll, they'll come up with some kind of argument against why aliens have not visited Earth. But there's really no way of knowing for sure unless most people around the world see the same thing. Like, if there was a big alien invasion, okay. You know, at that point, yeah. You know, aliens definitely have visited Earth. But at that point, we'll have more things to worry about. <laughs> um, anyways, Lazar's claims resulted in bringing added public attention to Area 51, which fueled conspiracy theories surrounding its classified activities. Lazar's story has since been analyzed and rejected by skeptics and some UFO UFOologists. Uh, I'm not sure if it's called UFOologists or ufologists. It's probably ufologists. Um, universities from which Bob Lazar claims to hold degrees show no record of him, and supposed former workplaces have disavowed him. In 1990, he was convicted for his involvement in a prostitution ring, and again in 2006 for selling illegal chemicals. Now, I actually did not know that, and I don't know if that's true or not. Again, this is from his Wikipedia page. Um, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would do something like that, but then again, you really don't know what happens behind closed doors. 
So, yeah. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and skip to his claims. Because that's mainly what we're talking about. That's the main topic. Um, so here we go. This is the claims section on Bob Lazar's Wikipedia page. Lazar has achieved notoriety as an Area 51 conspiracy theorist. In May 1989, he appeared in an interview with investigative reporter George Knapp on Las Vegas TV station KLAS under the pseudonym Dennis, and his face was hidden to discuss his purported employment at S4, which is uh, that subsidiary near Area 51 that I mentioned earlier. He claims that he... He claims that the facility was adjacent to Papoose Lake, which is located south of the main Area 51 facility at Groom Lake. He claimed the site consisted of concealed aircraft hangars built into a mountainside. Lazar said that his job was to help with the reverse engineering of one of nine flying saucers, which he alleged were extraterrestrial in origin. He claims one of the flying saucers, the one he coined the Sport model, was manufactured out of a metallic substance, similar in appearance and touch to stainless steel. Okay, so what I'm gathering is apparently he was working to try to figure out the technology that powered and maybe even built this flying saucer. Like, how was it built? You know, with what elements? With what, you know, what what technologies did they use? Things like that. Um, apparently they tested them and everything. And yeah, I I kind of, I don't know. I know when I was watching the Joe Rogan podcast, they were they showed a video, um, a supposed video from when he was flying those things, I guess. But you know, who knows if that's real or not. Um, in a later interview that November, Lazar appeared unmasked and under his own named his own name, he claimed that his job interview for work at the facility. ECNG and his employer was the United States Navy. But EGNG stated it had no records of him. Now, this goes back to the thing that, you know, if he leaked things, I'm sure they would have gotten rid of records that he worked there. Okay. And I'm not saying he is telling the truth. I'm just saying that would be the logical thing to do, in my opinion. Uh, Lazar has claimed that the propulsion of the studded vehicle ran on an antimatter reactor which was fueled by the chemical element with atomic number 115 which at the time was provisionally named Yunnan Pentian and has and had not yet been artificially created but again it was first synthesized in 2003 and it was later named Muscovium. Okay. So that gives you a little bit about what the element 115 supposedly did. Apparently, it, it allegedly powered these 
UFOs, these saucers. And it, I guess, just, you know, it it's what made them work. And I've heard rumors here and there that he still has some of this element that he, I guess, stole or took or whatever before he left. Uh, but who knows if he does or not. I heard something about he got ra- he got his house got raided or something like that. But yeah, again, who knows. He also said the propulsion system relied on a stable isotope of E-115, which allegedly re- generates a gravity wave that allowed the vehicle to fly and to evade visual detection by bending light around it. So you can kind of see why this would be secret to <laughs> uh, something that has that kind of power that can bend light around it and not be detected is pretty advanced and who knows if they have recreated it yet or not there's i mean i don't know they could have maybe they didn't maybe they were ne- maybe they won't for thousands of years i don't know but it definitely would be something you would want to recreate and use in your country's military, right? You would want that kind of ability because nobody else would be able to stop you. Nobody else would be able to top that, right? I mean, they may may be able to eventually, but it would definitely get you some, some years ahead of other nations and other countries as far as the military... Uh, is concerned. Um, So yeah, it says that no stable isotopes of element E-115 have yet been synthesized, which in all have proven extremely radioactive, decaying in a few hundred milliseconds. Lazar said the craft was dismantled and the reactor he studied was topped by a sphere or semi-sphere which emitted a force field capable of repulsing human flesh. Wow. Uh, um, yeah, that's just, that's a lot. I mean, that's just a lot of, uh, he's got a lot of claims and there's more. Uh, I don't know if that is possible or not. Uh, don't know. I mean, it's really hard. It's really hard to judge people's credibility, right? Um, because everyone has different opinions and things. And maybe he did actually work with all of this, or maybe he did not. There's no way that. I mean, there is a way to prove it, but it's it might it may be just very hard to prove it. There may just not be any records or any proof, you know, physical proof that uh, that we could actually see. But uh, I could be wrong. There, there may, there, like I said, I think in the Joe Rogan podcast they were talking about some some things that kind of prove he is telling the truth. And I don't remember exactly what they were, but uh, yeah. If you, if you want to actually see the interview with him, with Bob Lazar, 
after this podcast, you can go over and check Bob Lazar on Joe Rogan. You can you can find it on YouTube and actually kind of listen for yourself, kind of see whether or not you believe Bob Lazar or if you think he's kind of uh, fibbing or not telling the truth. Um, but anyways, it goes on and it says, He explained that the craft was split into two main levels. The reactor was positioned at the top of the upper level with an antenna extending to the top, surrounded by three gravity amplifiers, which connected to gravity emitters on the lower level, which can rotate 180 degrees to output a gravity beam or an anti-gravity wave, and the craft would then travel belly-first into this distortion field. That's some very high-tech stuff. Again, what, you know, what nation, what what military would not want this kind of technology, right? Everyone, everyone would want something like this. Uh, Mazar additionally claimed that during his joining the program, he read briefing documents describing the historical involvement of Earth for the past 10,000 years with extraterrestrial beings described as gray aliens from a planet orbiting the twin binary star system, Zeta Reticuli. As of September 2019, no extrasolar planets have been found in the Zeta Reticuli system. In 1989, Lazar said the seats of the saucer he saw were approximately child-sized and that he had seen alien cadavers of a corresponding size. He also said that while walking down a hallway at S4, he briefly glanced through a door window and saw what he interpreted as two men in lab coats facing down and talking to something small with long arms. Three decades later, He said he did not think he saw an alien, but speculated that he saw a doll used as a reference for the size of the alleged aliens. And that nickname was used for them was called The Kids. So, um, it seems kind of like he saw, you know, a room. And they were like practicing talking to what the aliens look like and everything. Um, but he did, I guess he did specify he does not think it was an actual alien. He thinks it was just like a, a doll or something. Um, but yeah. So now we're going to get into his schooling. And again, I'm sure, I'm sure all of this has been scrubbed or he never went in the first place if he's lying. But um, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. It says, Lazar claims to have earned a master's degree in physics from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, which is MIT, and earned a master's degree in electronic technology from the California Institute of Technology, which is Caltech. But there are no records of Lazar attending either MIT or Caltech. Which, again, he's, you know, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. His supposed employment at a Nellis Air Force Base subsidiary has also been discredited by skeptics, as well 
that's by the United States Air Force, which, if you know, if they're trying to keep it a secret, obviously they're not going to say, oh, yeah, he, he, he worked there. Yeah, he did. They're not going to do that. They're going to say, you know, no, he didn't. Or or they're going to say, yeah, he worked there, but he, he did this and not, not what he says he did. You know, they're not going to actually say, yeah, he, he did that. Yep, he did that, you know. They're not going to do that. Um, so, yeah. Of course, it says the Zari story has drawn significant media attention, controversy, supporters, and detractors. Lazar admits that he has no evidence to support his core claim of alien technology. And then earlier I mentioned that um, that Bob Lazar was like raided. And it, here's what it says about that. In 2017, Lazar's workplace was raided by the FBI and local police, which Lazar theorizes was to recover element 115. A substance he says he took from a government lab. Records attained through a Freedom of Information request show the raid was part of a murder investigation. Oh, wow. Wow, okay. Um, well, hopefully he's not really some kind of psychopathic murderer or something. <laughs> you know, that would kind of be like... He gets all this attention about one thing, but then he's he's out doing this completely different thing that nobody knows about. That would be uh, not exactly uh, expected, I guess. I mean, I wouldn't expect it. I didn't even know that it was a, a part of a murder investigation, uh, unless that's just what they're saying you know, as official records, but it's it's hard to say. I mean, I, there are, not, not, not every government lies about things. Not every record is a lie. So, who knows? Who knows, really? But apparently he does have a lot of criminal, criminal convictions. It says in 1990, he was arrested for aiding and embedding a prostitution ring, which was reduced to felony to a felony pandering. He pleaded guilty. He was ordered to do 150 hours of community so- service and to stay away from brothels and undergo psychotherapy. I didn't think we had brothels here, but okay. Um, and then it said in 2006, Lazar and his wife were charged with violating the Federal Hazardous Substances Act for shipping restricted chemicals across state lines. The charges stemmed from a 2003 raid on United Nuclear's business offices where chemical sales records were examined. United Nuclear pleaded guilty to three criminal counts of introducing into interstate commerce and aiding and abetting the abduction or the introduction into interstate commerce, which was banned, which has banned hazardous substances. So there's a lot to unpack in this episode about whether or not what he says is true, whether or not um, it's a lie, or some of it's true, or, you know, it's hard to say how much truth is actually true. (laughs) 
Um, I don't know. I think that that's up to you to decide whether or not you believe him or what you think of him. And again, you can always find um, more. You can find you can find Balthazar on the Joe Rogan podcast. Talk, you know, and actually, you can actually listen to the discussion yourself, and you can kind of form your own opinions about it. And I think you should. I think after this, you should go over to Joe Rogan. Type Joe Rogan, uh, Bob Lazar on YouTube, and watch it. I think it's like it's a little over two and a half hours. I think, but it's well worth it. It's it is very interesting. I will give it that. It's a very interesting one. Um, of course. I love the Joe Rogan podcast, and I think most podcasters probably listen to other podcasts, right? Kind of like other YouTubers, people that do YouTube videos, they probably watch other YouTubers. It, it's just, you know, kind of how it is, so yeah. Uh, if you liked the, this episode, make sure you follow us what, on whatever platform you're using, whether that's Spotify, Pocket Casts, Google Play, um, Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a follow so that way anytime I publish a new episode, you'll get uh, notified, you'll know about it. And you can also follow Manner of Life on Twitter and Facebook and go ahead and follow us there. I always post updates and just kind of tweets here and there. I, I, use the, I use Twitter way more than I do Facebook page, so I would just recommend um, the Twitter page, and that's at Manner of Life, and I, I believe it's just that. If not, it's at Manner of Life podcast. I'll have to make sure, but next in the next episode, I'll know for sure. I just, uh, you know, I I was recently uh, in the hospital for some nerve damage to my hand, so I've been kind of occupied with that and kind of. My memory's not the best during these times, um, so sorry about that. But you can find us on Twitter, and if you just type Manner of Life, I'm sure it'll pop up. But um, thank you so much for listening. There's not going to be any sponsor segment here on this episode. But uh, yeah, if you want to be in a future episode, it's super easy. All you got to do is get in contact with me, whether that's on Twitter, or you can actually go to um, the main Anchor page. And by the way, this podcast is produced using Anchor, which is owned by Spotify. But uh, if you go to anchor.fm slash manner of life, you can actually send us voice messages that I will get. I'll, I'll be able to listen to it. And... If you have something interesting you want to talk about, feel free to tweet us or send a voice message or a DM on Twitter or whatever, and we'll probably be able to get you on. I mean, I don't, ha- I haven't had too many guests. I don't even know if I have had a guest on this podcast. I, th- I know I have on other podcasts, but yeah, if you want to, ha- if you want to come on and talk, it's super easy. I, I literally just send you a link you click on it and it basically connects us in real time and we record the episode we publish it and then it's good to go so again thanks for uh, listening everyone
And I hope everyone has a wonderful day. Stay safe and stay healthy. See ya.